Bishop and the Council Roundup. And the Council Roundup brought to you each and every Wednesday by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Their downtown location open for lunch. They're also open for lunch on Saturdays. Don't forget delivery at West Subs. Last night's Springfield City Council meeting about two hours long and some good stuff to get to, including a presentation right up front about carbon capture, carbon sequestration as part of the ongoing push towards more uh, policies considered green policies, the idea of taking coal-fired power plants and capturing any CO2 that may come out. Um, Springfield and City Water Light and Power is one of the, uh, the, the, the companies that seems to be first crack at this. Uh, so Doug Brown with CWLP there to introduce a presenter in front of the Springfield City Council last night. Kevin O'Brien, uh, he's the director of the Illinois Sustainable Technology Center and also the Illinois State Water Survey. So uh, this is a group that we partnered with um, and they kind of spearheaded the process for the carbon capture, uh, you know, pilot, large pilot project. Again, remember, it's it's not a full scale, it's a small, just to prove the technology. But So just to prove the technology, CWLP is going to be integral in this. Kevin O'Brien lays out some of the specifics. The one of the ones that I run is the Sustainable Technology Center. That is responsible for looking at specifically the carbon capture piece. So how you actually extract that CO2 from the flue gas. We, our sister survey, the state geological survey, is the one that's responsible for storage. So in other words, they look at injecting the CO2 uh, underground. So there's definitely a coalition involved in all of this, Kevin O'Brien continues. Now, once you've captured that CO2, there's a number of things you can do with it. For example, as I've listed there, you can utilize it. So you can utilize it to grow algae. You can put it into concrete. You can use it to make chemicals. There's a number of different options there. And then, of course, if you don't utilize it, you can also store it geologically. So a couple of different things happening with carbon sequestration. Uh, the goals, Kevin lays out. So the key thing is, of course, you want to get to a high capture rate and you want to get to high purity. So that's the, the really important thing when we do these tests and we evaluate these technologies, those are the two factors that we look at. Now, testing uh, is, of course, what CWLP is going to be all about once this thing gets up and running entirely to test if it works, to prove it out. But Kevin O'Brien's pretty confident. The answer is yes, it really does work. Um, and one of the key things, as I'm sure many of you heard with this, uh, the recent passage of legislation at the federal level has really encouraged even more carbon capture, not only off of power plants, but now there's a push to capture it off of industrial facilities like uh, cement plants, steel plants, chemical plants. So we'll hear more about that, but uh, conducting this project in Springfield is going to bring some attention to CWLP. By doing these tests at City Water, Light, and Power now, there's no doubt we will get other people from industrial facilities, power plants, coming over to see how this goes and to understand how this technology works. And to me, that's the exciting piece that we see happening for the, uh, for the city of Springfield. So some big plans ahead. Uh, what are the costs? 
This is a significant project. It's 67 million. Uh, we're actually going out and building and we're operating it. So the goal here is to provide benefits to the local unions, to the local economy, uh, you know, putting people to work and also utilizing some of the people, some of the operators that are currently there at the plant. So, And uh, not only is it about, uh, you know, helping capture carbon dioxide, uh, it also is going to capture other chemicals and whatnot, but uh, there's some prominence in being early adopters to this. CWLP could well be the place where people say, you know, I have a new technology to utilize the CO2. Where can I test it out at the pilot level? The obvious answer would then be go to CWLP in Springfield and do that testing. So we see some some future great opportunities as this project moves forward. So uh, Kevin O'Brien there again uh, talking about the steps moving forward with carbon capture at CWLP, a $67 million project. Uh, what are those next steps? So we're excited to have the design done. We're now at the stage of going through and doing procurements, selection of various contractors, and uh, right now we're on track to break ground uh, towards the end of this month, the end of September. So it's, it's really an exciting time to be moving forward and to maybe do a little bit of bragging, we're probably ahead of the other project that's been selected. So, um, you know, go Illinois for this one. So uh, we're, we're, leading, we're leading the pack. All right. Uh, good to hear that. Uh, now some questions from Alderman. In particular, uh, Alderman Chuck Redpath had a couple of pretty pointed questions that are important for people to know. How much of the CO2 will it capture? Is, that, is it completely captured? So um, the goal originally was <clears throat> 90% when we started this project. But now uh, the federal guidelines, they're, they're still saying 90%. But they would like us to see if we can push it to 95. So 95% capture. Whew. Interesting. Uh, more from Redpath. If this project works in a, in a bigger scale, that it, that it revitalizes the ability for us to use coal? Well, I think I'll, I'll, I'll state, state it in this fashion. It certainly opens up possibilities of uh, now you are able to come out and say, I can do a 95% capture of CO2, uh, which I think, you know, provides the opportunity to look at a lot of other options. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I like this question there. So if this works, does this mean that we can continue to use coal-fired plants? Uh, but uh, Kevin O'Brien also talked about some other uses for carbon capture. Uh, he had mentioned uh, concrete filler. Uh, listen to this. We have a separate project going on up in Chicago where we're going to be capturing CO2. And then uh, there's a company by the name of, maybe you've heard about it in the news, uh, Carbon Cure. Carbon Cure has a commercial process to take that CO2 and inject it into cement. The cement actually becomes stronger as a result of that injection. That's why. And uh, we're doing a project up in Chicago you know, that's focused on that. So this is ah. already being done commercially, so it's there's definitely an opportunity ah. there. So it's not just you know putting it in cement to make it harder. Uh, you could also uh, what, feed algae with this to be able to grow that algae. Then we can harvest that, and we can use the algae for either animal feed 
or biochar, and biochar is a great soil amendment. Wow. So it's going to be a lot of interest to uh, agricultural surrounding. So uh, we'll see this thing come together. We'll be watching the process uh, all a while. Again, that was uh, Kevin O'Brien uh, as part of a project for carbon sequestration with a with a presentation in front of Springfield City Alderman last night. Coming up, another presentation in front of City Alderman last night dealing with Poplar Place and some uh, proposed updates to that uh, residential part of town. Uh, plus, we've got uh, old business being revisited and so much more. Stay tuned. It's here with Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop. It's the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Continuing on with the Council Roundup from last night's Springfield City Council meeting, and it's brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. They're... Uh downtown location open for lunch also open for lunch on saturdays don't forget delivery all right so in front of the city council last night another presentation from trey Dewerson. he's with related midwest and he's talking about poplar place me uh 15 occupancy on the site which uh you know leads to a lot of units that are uh dilapidated uh, some need to be demolished, and many need to be uh, fully rehabbed. So Poplar Place, obviously, uh, one of those areas where it could definitely use uh, some 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 love. And uh, Dewerson says that uh, they, they're they working towards uh, redeveloping that whole area. And uh, the costs, he lays that out. So the proposed redevelopment will cost uh, $38 million. Uh, that includes about $21.5 million in hard costs, which is about... Uh, 215,000 per unit. Uh, we are going to de-densify the site. Uh, currently, there are 142 structures. We'll demolish 67 of them to end up with 75 uh, buildings. Uh, 25 of those buildings will be remain duplexes to consist of 50 units. The others will be uh, 50 single-family homes. All right, so those are some of the plans, and he says they're partnering with uh, public entities in Springfield. Uh, relocating the management office to the center of the site and building a new management office and community center. Uh, given the amount of demolition, there will be uh, a great opportunity to provide an open green space and a playground. Uh, the Springfield Housing Authority, in addition to providing their public project-based vouchers, they're going to ultimately be the property manager. And with the housing authority being the property manager of the development, uh, that gives us a, a stronger ability to be more cost-efficient with our operations, as well as for them to leverage their adjacent properties uh, and tenant vouchers to lease up the property. So we think we, we would have a strong uh, partnership with them. And he also talked about safety. As well as to install cameras in some of the uh, open green space locations so that they can have access to uh, those cameras. So we will ensure that there is a security plan in place and that we can work uh, in concert with the local police department. Now, no question, um, Poplar Place has a certain reputation and uh, there's going to be some public relations components to the plans moving forward. Uh, a lot of negative context around the name Poplar. We'd like to create a, a public page and a public uh, process to rename the property. Um, so we're looking forward to kicking that off uh, sometime this month. So again, how much was this uh, all going to cost? $38 million. $38 million. Now, um, is that all uh, coming from one pot of money or they're going to have to be some dollars from the tax coffers? There's roughly uh, a $6.25 million gap for Poplar. 
Uh, Ida has committed to providing 5.25 million to the project um, through grant proceeds that will ultimately be relent to the property, as well as providing uh, a permanent mortgage and issuing bonds to support the project. Um, to make this become a reality, we will also need the city's support and a, and a number of um, about a million dollars to close our financing gap. So um, it sounds like they're going to fund most of it themselves, but they are going to get some money from uh, state tax coffers. And uh, as you just heard there, about a million dollars from city funds to, to close this deal. Uh, but altogether, $38 million of investments. Uh, Alderwoman Conley has uh, a question that uh, ultimately uh, she has concerning labor. And then... Um so just, I'm, I'm making an assumption here, but you will be using union labor for all of the work. So she's making an assumption there. It's a good thing she asked that question because uh, they're not. As of right now, we're not proposing using union labor. Uh, we'd like to, use, we'd like to do a, a workforce development and community initiative to really stress the importance of having local hiring and supporting MBE, uh, WEB uh, businesses in that area. Um, and we think that would be the, the best benefit for um, that, that side of Springfield and for uh, the surrounding communities of Poplar. All right. So uh, they're not planning on using union labor, but um, they will be paying for uh, prevailing wage. Here's more from Aaron Connolly. I understand the concept behind that, but if, if you're saying you want to take city dollars into a project this large that could be providing, I mean, a, a lot of jobs... I don't know why that sort of a component couldn't go hand in hand with with a union work where they would also then we know that people are getting like even apprenticeship positions and then moving into that larger, you know, right into. Well, it's, it's not jobs. a topic that it's a topic that we're willing to continue to have a discussion and, and conversation okay. about. Uh, we are going to pay Illinois prevailing wage. So there's that. I mean, uh, what else are we looking for? You know, internships, okay. Uh, the other benefits associated, union dues associated with that. Uh, Alderman Williams, uh, he, he has concerns and pushes back a bit, just saying, you know, it, jobs are jobs. We need those jobs. This, this, this activity is going into a uh, area where I want to see women and people of color working on the project to reflect the community that has been built in, whether it's union, prevailing wage, that is not as important as it must reflect the people around it. Now, there's programs where you use some of the residents who live in that community to help become a part of the union. However you guys work it out, whether it's through Bone Mayor, you know, Bone Institute or 477, I don't care. I just want to see women and people of color on this project in Ward 3. All right. Um, interesting to hear those uh, perspectives from last night's Springfield City Council meeting. Uh, coming up, uh, some old business coming back around. And also, we'll get you the latest on what's going on with the Y Block and the Levitt Amp Concert Series. So that'll round us all up for the Council Roundup. Here with Springfield's Morning News, now 734. Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. Only a few more moments left of the council roundup from last night's two-hour council meeting. It is Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. The council roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west.
Last night, they revisited some old city business that never ultimately passed, and it deals with various parcels of property within the Enos Park neighborhood. Here is... The mayor reading the ordinance after it was brought out of being held in committee. An ordinance authorizing execution of a contract with Enos Park Development, LLC, for purchase of the land and all improvements for 73 parcels of property located in Enos Park and listed on Exhibit A for an amount not to exceed $295,061. All right, so uh, almost $300,000 there for 70-some-odd properties. Now, Alderman Roy Williams Jr. was somebody who uh, was initially opposed to this, being pretty vocal on a variety of questions. Well, he explains why he changed his mind recently. Now that there's a grant available and they won't be using ARPA or TIF funds, it just, I had to a change of heart about this now. You know, the funding's different. So that's why I wanted to at least bring it out and have it discussed tonight uh, since we have different funding, if they could come and share that. All right. So uh, the mayor calls up the city's economic development department. I think uh, Robbie Doshi's here. All right, so uh, Robbie Doshif is there and uh, discussing what uh, ultimately is going on here. Received a strong communities program grant um, through IDA, the Illinois Housing Development Association, and the council had approved the $200,000 award for that grant. Um, so $200,000, but it was close to, it was like two ninety-five. dollars uh, Alderwoman DeCenso here. I mean, these could be used in other wards, not just all in this, you know, pocket <laughs> of the city. So... That's a concern of mine because I get these questions all the time and I say, we don't have any money for that. And here we do have money for that. Yeah, actually, this was uh, written on behalf of Venus Park. So that's where the funds that's were That's what I just said. That's what I just towards. asked and I was told no. Mm -hmm. Alderman Hanauer uh, wants to make sure that there's some clear plans available for what's going to happen with these properties if the city does indeed take them back over. Is, all right, what's, we buy these lots. What's our plan? Are they just going to sit vacant? They, it took them, they've had them for 12 years or something like that. They haven't been able to sell them. Um, you know, their master plan goes out the door once we get them because we got to get rid of them. He continues. We, we talk about the whole residency and everything. And with residency, the thing was getting people in. They pay the, the, the property taxes. Yeah, that's uh, the reason why you want uh, people who work for the city of Springfield to live in the city of Springfield. Uh, and these properties, if they take them over and the city holds them, are they going to generate any property tax dollars? I, I want to know what the plan is. Because if we're just going to buy them and sit on them, th that's ridiculous. That, that, you know, but we've got to do something to where we can get this sold. <laughs> And, and get them back on the tax rolls. And there's all kinds of questions uh, as well that were brought up last night about, uh, for instance, uh, mowing the grass and just typical property maintenance and so on. Uh, he continues, uh, final comment here from uh, Alderman Hanauer. They've had them for 12 years and haven't had any luck. It doesn't make us, and we're not in the real estate business. They are. Alderman DeCenso uh, pointing to what seems to be a gap in the funding. So this only covers two hundred thousand dollars of it. Where's the other fifty-five? Two twenty-five. Two twenty-five. This covers the grant covers two hundred twenty-five. And the mayor says it's going to come from economic development. Okay. Yes. CBG would cover the difference. Then. So um, uh, community uh, development block grants. Uh, all right. And then finally, here an update on the Levitt Amp concert series.
Kayla Graven with Downtown Springfield Incorporated. So we did receive the grant for the um, North Mansion block area, the Y block, um, for the next three years. So it's not going away anytime soon. And we've increased our match too from twenty-five thousand to thirty thousand dollars each year. So it'll be really exciting. Thumbs up on that. Looking forward to talking more with Kayla about that in the future. Uh, it's right here with Springfield's Morning News Council Roundup, brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west.